7 minutes past 4 now let's talk trending news trending news right now we look at what's happened in the last 24 hours in terms of what trips are saying, what's happening in the world and uh, on the country, on uh, the news front there. Adekunle Owolabi joining us now, journalist, digital strategist, academic researcher and uh, social commentator on that. How are you on this Thursday, Ade? Hi, Asanda. Good morning. It's actually it's actually good. And I'm back to Lagos now and... Um, uh, just catching up uh, with life this side and and uh, taking it one step at a time. Awesome, yes, because you had an address, uh, an academic address. How did that go? Yeah, it was actually great. Um, quite a lot of uh, young people came through and they were actually um, discussing and also making some resolutions on how to take uh, uh, Nigeria as a country forward uh, with a lot of digital ideas and innovations. Uh, it was actually quite a, um, interesting and motivating uh, with a lot of inspiration uh, for the future of technology in Nigeria. It was good. That's awesome. That's what we need on the continent. Okay, let's talk uh, Al-Ashli. Uh, Bafana star Percy Itau reported to have at least one lucrative offer on the table as he looks to uh, to soon be leaving Al-Akhli. Uh, where is it going? Do we know at this stage? Um, well, the details are still a little bit uh, sketchy. Uh, well, we all know that uh, Golden Boy, uh, Pesetau, is, is, is hot, it's hot cake right now. And um, the demand is there. I mean, with such a lucrative uh, mouth-watering offer, I mean, um, everyone will probably want him, but there is just a rumor that says that the, the Belgian side, Anderlecht, would be um, going for him, but it hasn't really been confirmed yet. And I think when we hear such rumor, uh, what it could only mean is that it could also get the attention of other agents and other football clubs, but uh, we're not entirely sure. But it looks like it might be going away, but uh, because this rumor really sounds really good and it sounds a little bit true as well. It's just that we haven't really gotten any confirmation on it yet. So there is also uh, reports that also have not been confirmed of 33 million rand that's uh, tabled for him by Belgian club Anderlecht. Have you heard anything on that side of things? Uh, not not yet, but it, it, I mean, with, I've actually followed up with this um, um, news that is coming up um, regarding Pesetao's offer. Um, but it's because he's, he's familiar with that, uh, with the league there in, in Belgium, and he did well. He was also in, in Premier League, and he did well too. And it, it's just something that I think it could be ways I had to find out where the rumor actually came from, who is the source, but I can't put a name to it. But let's just keep our fingers crossed and, and wish him all the best in this offer. And, and I mean, he's, he's proven his, uh, his mark in Egypt. And I think if he's go back to, to, to Belgium or even Bayes Premier League, it's, it's all good for him. And even he might be coming back home as well. We'll definitely welcome him and, and keep giving us a beautiful football as he always does. Well, his future at Al-Akhli seemed a bit in doubt when uh, Coach Pizzo Musumani left and uh, also with the injury layoffs that he suffered. So, I mean, was this something expected in your view? 
I mean, because it he worked well with with uh, with uh, with the uh, pistol, and they work. They had that chemistry, and I think he might have actually influenced his move to the Egyptian side as well. And him leaving, he probably might feel isolated. And and, and I mean, I can I can imagine having worked with him in in Sundown, and now in the Egyptian side, there's so much that they've done together. Well, injuries always come, but it's still hasn't taken that spark away from him i think if he's going to the belgian side it might just be good for him and and it can bring back his his magic and just keep uh, enjoying the the beautiful game well all the best to him do you think he should take that 33 million uh, rand offer if it is indeed confirmed to be tabled by a belgian club as you say i mean he's got that experience I think I think it should. I mean, it might even be a little bit worth more than that. But that is not a bad uh, deal if I would look at it. And getting to the Belgian side, it, and he might just be playing football again. It will be making the media, and it will be getting the attention. And you know, there's just something about. Persitao that wherever wherever league is going, there is a huge Mzanzi fans that keeps following him and that I've really found really fascinating. I've been seeing everyone following the Egyptian league because he's there and if he moves back to the Belgian side as well, I'm sure his fans will be tripping and following him wherever he's going. Mm. Let's uh, talk hashtag I stand with Sitelo now. Sitelo Shozi, uh, the DJ or musician in South Africa kicking off Women's Month with a petition to get a protection order against Andile Mpisane and his family. Of course, Andile Mpisane being the father of her three children. And there was a bit of a back and forth, back and forth even before this petition here. So let's talk more on this one. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite um uh, an I'm going to say interesting development, but it's also a bit I have a lot of mixed reactions as well. And when I first this um, petition came on and you i was wondering what 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 could be going on in our mind for us to to come up with this and this petition has gathered over 49,000 they are just a little bit short left of 50,000 um, petition that the signatures that she wanted and what does this actually mean for South Africa as a country and she's got everyone is throwing us up their support uh, behind her and this is women's month you know as as we all know it and it, it's just um it's, I think it's, it's actually good that she's coming out and actually asking for help, unlike what we might have seen in the past where people are actually, if indeed these allegations uh, were true, um, suffering in silence and all sort of things like that. And some think um, she should have actually discussed it privately and she's doing this for clout. And I think, why would anyone want to do this for clout? This is someone that is actually uh, crying out for, for our safety and not just our safety, for the safety of our kids as well and and i think it's a good thing that she's actually crying out for help and not being having a, a feeling of judgment or anything uh, uh, like that so um it's unfortunate you know that this is happening but um I, I just would hope that they can actually um she can get the help that she she deserve so she doesn't name she doesn't name pisani but i mean the assumption is that she is talking about him of course, it would make sense that, you know, that's who, because he mentions the father of my kids um, and then says a whole lot of other things. And she speaks about alleged physical abuse during their two-year relationship. And uh, she's now gotten 45,000 signatures in this petition, which started on social media. 
where do you think this will end up? I mean, in terms of her filing for a protection order and all of that and, and her getting support that she needs, I guess. Um, it, it, it's it's now entirely up to her. If she's, we have not had if she has actually opened a um, a case um, against um, him, and and he hasn't really di- disclosed as well. And maybe there might be just be um, some um, legal, um, um, I mean, things, uh, activities, or issues to consider when these allegations are being made. I'm not entirely sure about that, but. Um, if she opens a case against him, um, what this means is that um, she it, it will be arrested and there will be charges filed and they will have to end up in court. And and knowing that um, is the the they are from a world a well of family and there is that perception that they would definitely drag this in court and she needs to really prove that she can uh, she she need, she can actually um, take care of the kids or get the custody so it's going to be a long work at the court and and she also need to prove this abuse as well and I don't know maybe I, I, you know so it's, it's a little bit tricky and having to go through relieve those trauma having to prove those things uh, at, at the court so uh, I'm not entirely sure how she will go through this if she's mentally prepared for all of this but that would be the route that she would uh, that would happen if she has to uh, file a case against him and she details quite a few things on her petition she says she was beaten while pregnant with her last child she claims in the petition she claims that she's still being threatened by the father of her children and as well as the family the petition itself though and i'm wondering what the aim of it is because it doesn't have any legal bearing in a court of law there has to be evidence circumstantial evidence that's presented and as far as it pertains to her protection order uh, application is it maybe uh, uh, an indication of our women in this country who've lost faith in the judiciary they now go out to the public as the public or the court of the public the public of uh, twitter court Uh, as being maybe more of a response uh, vehicle than our own courts and our own justice system. Does it speak to that in your view? I I think in in my opinion, I think um, what she's done, um, it's actually um, to draw awareness as as well to to gender-based violence that that has plagued the country that we've been trying to address for a long time and we are still busy at that uh, i think her coming out is probably would take a lot for someone to to come out of of their shell and 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 cry for help which is part of what i think sadak has been trying to do as well tr- for people to get counseling and people can get help i think for her to go through all of that to come out um, may probably for people to be aware of what is happening especially when she feels that there is that imminent threat on her if anything happens to her it's a way of crying for help and we all have different coping mechanisms and this is probably how she feels that she can actually uh, get help and some will choose other measures or other avenues or method so i think for her it is more of drawing awareness to this um um, issue first and and try to see how people can actually um, um, relate to it and get that support and that support she's already getting I mean the the, the signature is now 49,000 
370 right now. That is a lot. Uh, I mean, very few short from 50,000. And I do not know what is going to happen from this. If um, it's, it's tied to um, justice for Sitelo Shozi, and that is what she's actually asking for. And um, hopefully she would be able to get uh, not just justice, but also help that she deserves. And as you say, over 49,000 signatures. And with that, uh, some have also donated money for her legal fees. So it seems that she's uh, getting the support that she, she needs. What do you make of Andile Pisani having asked her for a paternity test at some point uh, only three weeks ago? And they were in a relationship for two years. Wow, that's a, that's quite a... It's a very sticky uh, situation, and and it's really really difficult for for me to give an opinion and not entirely sure what sort of it just bring questions to what sort of relationship have they been having? Having been with her for that long, and only now someone is now having doubt about the about the being the father of of the of, of the of the kid. So it is it's, it just makes you really. F- Hacks a lot of questions in your mind, in my mind rather, asking myself what sort of relationship were they having? What is really going on? And when did the wheels got off? So there's a lot of things. And I mean, we don't really know unless they're going to, well, we don't really want them to to speak to the public if they want to keep certain things private. But I believe that if indeed this abuse uh, is is, uh, real, then I think he needs to man up and and be able to to do the right thing. And irrespective of what issues they might be having, um, I, I mean, physical, emotional abuse, uh, it's, it's, it should be the last resort, uh, in my opinion. 21 minutes past four. If you've just joined us, we're discussing the world of social media trends, uh, looking at the last 24 hours with Adekunle Owolabi, journalist, digital strategist, academic researcher and social commentator on uh, SFM Sound Awake. Hashtag Tembisa now. Let's talk Ade. The residents there demanding the Ekuruleni mayor, Tanya Kempel, address them. They have been addressed, though, by Gauteng Cooperative Governance, MEC, Lebuhang Maile, uh, who addressed them uh, yesterday. Wow, it's, it's, it's quite a, an unfortunate one. And we've been watching the, the clips and watching the video. And um, I was actually um, discussing with the, with the crew this side and we were analyzing um, how... Um, people of South Africa, how they actually protest. And I'm like, look, it's it's not just, uh, this is, you shouldn't actually make it about South Africa, but this is from Tembisa. And the issues that they have in is not just peculiar to Tembisa. There's a lot of tweets that were being shared and everyone was saying that we are also having these same issues as well. And I think the protest has gone a little bit too far in terms of the the, the, the level of, uh, of violence that we've seen and people have lost their lives as well uh, as a result of this. And it's, it's just really unfortunate. And I think we need to begin to look at how do we address uh, protests and we need to do it differently. I mean, was there a dialogue? Were there a failed communication attempt to go to the government? And did we just wake up one day and say, look, we're going to start uh, rioting and, and protesting in, in the country? I feel like it's a little bit 
too extreme and and quite a lot of people share that um, uh, sentiment as well they should the same views about how the the, the 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 approach to the to the to the request was really just a little bit too much and the MEC had mentioned to them that this is not this is something that is out of their hands it's not something that they can control they don't determine this cost and and by this uh, this cost are determined by uh, external uh, uh, bodies as well mm. and and I don't know what they expect from the government to move forward. Well, the MEC is saying that. I mean, saying there's little that the municipality can do when it comes to their complaints, which are increase in water and electricity tariffs, and saying that uh, these are determined by institutions that are not under the municipality. But by its premise, I mean, a protest means that frustrations have become so high within a certain community that logic does go out the window. It, it, it speaks to not people considering what is the commonsensical thing to do or what is logic, but it's a frustration of a community of people who have gone through so many times of trying to get their pleas heard and not being heard. Could the Gauteng Cooperative Governance MEC not take that into consideration? I mean, we understand that he has to say something, but logic does go out the window when it's a protest. Absolutely. And also there is a lot of elements that actually get messed up when protests like this happens. And we don't get to know uh, who is actually protesting and who is actually, uh, I mean, pushing the, the violence side of it as well. And it's just a little bit too much. And and you should say logic is, is thrown out of the window when when people actually decide to to use protests as the last um, uh, resort to to communicate to the government. And maybe the people just want to be heard. They, they don't want to hear what is the hierarchy of what, how do things work, what is the red tape of this and that. They just want to feel heard. And of course, they still didn't feel heard because even after they address, they still want to see Ekuruleni Mayor Tanya Campbell instead. And they've been calling to see her. So Campbell making a Friday appointment to address the crowd what is she waiting on? Oh well, I'm 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 sure she's probably um, preparing to 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 meet them, and I think it's a little bit too too late. And I think it's uh, maybe assessing the situation, the level of uh, how how uh, hectic the the situation was. They may they might be concerned for safety as well. I mean, the municipality office was raised down, and amongst other things, vehicles, properties, and and all of that. So there might be other things that she might be considering why she want to uh, schedule that time. And, uh, for Friday, and I'm not entirely sure. And this is just me, just just guessing. And I mean, I think it should have been it could have been better if the meeting was uh, would be held earlier and 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 all that. Because but now the people might also feel a little bit uh, disrespected in a way and thinking after all of this, this is what we get, and it might even instigate them to do more damage and more cause more havoc. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it, it will have actually uh, be better if the if the meeting was uh, would be would be was going to be sooner than than the the date that she was that she chose. We pray for a conclusion to this situation so that no more lives are lost. Absolutely. Hashtag Zamazamas, let's talk that now. Uh, Zamazamas, of course, being illegal minors. That's the term we use. So 20 Zamazamas have been arrested in Randfontein in sting operations. This also happened in Krugersdorp, these sting operations. Tell us more. Yes, um, this is... This is um 
I mean, as a result, this is police or government response to um, to the rape that actually happened to the um, crew that were doing shooting a music video at at, at that um, area in um, Kruger's Dop, and and I think this is we all knew about the Zamazamas and everyone knew about them and it's just so unfortunate that and this had to happen and before the government had to make a make a decision and we it is really important that we should have a government that is actually proactive rather than a reactive government and i think this could have been prevented if the government has actually taken this the, the threat of the Zamazamas um, earlier than now. I mean, there was a time I even drove on the N17 at some point. It was really late. I was coming from, from Secunda and I found them along that route and it was sort of pretty scary sight. I'm not entirely sure what was going on. And and this is, I'm just putting out there like it is something that has been happening for quite a long time. And and now this suspect has been arrested. And the next phase now is you need to now be able to prove and to find those um, uh, perpetrators of the rape. How do you now convict them and, and all of that? So that is the next order now for for, for the police and I'm not entirely sure how they're going to do that because there was just that wide um, net approach to to the arrest. Yeah, well, it's a raid and they need us to be able to find how to convict them. Some are illegal migrants and some um, they need to really prove the identity if they're actually locals or not and all sort of things like that. Well, the police minister, Peggy Kale, had said that most of those arrested in the Ranfontaine side of things are from Mozambique. Uh, but uh, operations will continue around the country. Also, in uh, the Kruger's Dob side of things, overall around 46 men were arrested. They found, uh, the police found holes that were dug in the ground used to store mining equipment next to a compound that's believed to be seen by the, or sorry, used by the illegal miners. They found holes dug uh, where they store mining equipment and they found some gas canisters also and some mining equipment do you think these zamazamas are operating alone how do they get access to these mines um it that's a that's an it's a good question asanda um like they've been around and they've been doing this and and not just kruger stop they are all over um in in uh, Hauteng and other places too and it's just they've been around they have been um operating well without uh without anyone stopping them and they probably felt relaxed and they brought all this equipment from time to time and their operations were never interrupted until now that we've seen um the police now um stopping them so i mean having this um illegal miners operating in the country for quite a long time yes that's enough time for them to have been able to acquire this equipment and have a network of their operations and and, and be able to continue uh, with their operations uninterrupted and from, from the government so that's enough time for them to to be well established and well grounded and then doing their business uh, activity Okay, let's leave it there at uh, Zamazamas and just uh, go overseas a little bit. Hashtag abortion. Let's talk the U.S., the president uh, there, Biden, signing a new executive order aimed at safeguarding abortion access that he says will help patients travel out of state 
for the procedure. He had to do something. He had to say something also in light of that Supreme Court decision earlier, the Wade versus Roe ruling that everybody was up in arms about. So what does this provide for now? I think I think this is I think this is victory for women and and I think um, for them it, they there was a lot of protests there's been a lot of back and forth on this bill and 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 Biden had to uh, had to make this decision and because we it, it, it is something that they it should have happened and i don't know why the republicans were actually stalling this and he even told them that they clueless about women's power and we need to i think it's it's what it means is that he's giving the women the the right to be able to to to, to decide if they want to have the baby or not and in some states where they didn't have the the right to do this they were it was sort of inconvenient for them and and and, and all of that so but now signing this it's actually giving them that uh, that freedom of choice and and even access to medications even with the medical aids and all sort of things like that so it is something that um personally i'm actually happy that he finally signed it and they can actually be able to to decide if they want to to have the, uh, the the baby or not. Why do you think he's only saying this after there's been a public outrage? Because I mean, there were there were issues that were raised around emergency medical care being denied to women who are experiencing miscarriages. It's not just a matter of a grown woman deciding they don't want a child for whatever convenience uh, reasons. There are issues of miscarriages there. So that came up. Also, rape survivors, including young girls who are raped as young as the age of 10. And only he's mentioning these things now. I mean, it's months after people were up in arms about this. Is this a political strategy maybe as well? I, I, I think I think so. And because I think he, he probably had his... Is um, because it was, it was more like a ham wrestle in, in 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 the House of Congress, and they have to go back and forth. And it, at the end of the day, he had to do the what the right thing. And I think he's done the right thing, and he's on his conscience. And it will be in, in the record that at this time this bill was signed. And sincerely speaking, you actually quite right, Asanda, and we, we, no one could actually understand why this was stolen in the first place but i mean according to report that we read and and now for him even taking a jab at the republicans it became obvious that the republicans were also in the way of things as well and 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 right now and it's 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 victory and it's it's that time where we and everyone out there and beyond the united states and other countries that actually have found strict laws around this could actually understand that it's not just an adult deciding they want to have a kid or not there's a lot of circumstances that could also uh, be associated with it like you mentioned young girls being raped and and even someone having miscarriages and all of that so and it, it, it's actually something good and um, it should be uh, encouraged the political tennis match uh, being at the expense of the fundamental rights of women is something that should definitely concern all of us. That doesn't sit well with me. Uh, but then Biden saying that his administration is behind those 
who make the call that politicians should not interfere with those rights of fundamental rights of women. Um, I don't know. We'll see if that is going to be a step in the right direction. Uh, but yeah, more needs to be done there. Uh, Adele, let's leave it on that note. Uh, we're running out of time. 34 minutes past four already. I didn't even notice the time has gone over. Uh, but thanks for, uh, for joining us. Uh, are you planning anything for the weekend? Um, nothing really yet, but I know that, um, I'm actually going to do my runs and just, uh, do works and do a lot of sightseeing. So, um, I'm a little bit uh, free now. I'm just, um, work is over. I'm just taking him some leave. Then I will just be, um, enjoying and seeing Lagos again. And it's been a long time I've been here. So I just want to let it all sink in and, um, and enjoy it. Nice one. Enjoy <laughs> Adekunle Olabi, journalist, digital strategist, academic uh, researcher and social commentator discussing trending news.